Welcome back to Operatory 9, continuation of the music of dentistry. So I wanted to look at those, but also other songs and look at how how the world is looking at dentistry based on music and also talk about, you know, just some of the songs that are out there that are about dentistry or relate to dentistry and kind of break them down a little bit, like geek out on them and break them down. So without further ado, let's get into it. The yeah. first song that really inspired this play, I put together a playlist on my, in my uh, music and I've just been adding to it. We've been talking about it and we've probably been working on putting these songs together for a year or so, you know, not like going crazy with it, but you yeah. know, as things come up, the first song that really popped out to me and this was because one of my staff members brought it up, was Goldfinger's Orthodontist Girl. She's my little orthodontist girl Living in a sterile world Okay, so this song... You know, Goldfinger's a band I remember from my ska heyday, you know? And sure. they kind of moved away from like third wave ska and moved more to just kind of like pop punk with a you know kind of like a blink 182 sound um yeah this song's really interesting i love it and i hate it i love it because it does such an amazing job of capturing a teenage feeling in the dental office i was i never had ortho as a teenager and i don't recall having the feelings expressed in this song. But I tell you what, I 100% have had teenage patients, yeah. who, and I've had very beautiful assistants, and I've seen this dynamic where you're there, you're being worked on, beautiful woman, way outside your league, a little older, <laughs> is in your mouth, touching, adjusting you, and like, just like the comments about like, you know, you're... <laughs> Where is it? There's like a line about, um, I hope my tongue doesn't accidentally touch your fingers. <laughs> yeah, because that would be weird. Do. Like, <laughs> yeah, because that would be weird. Like, but it's kind of like. Yeah. Um, you missed out as not being a ortho patient in your youth. You missed right? out. I remember walking <laughs> from the middle school over to the orthodontist um, oh, and. Man. Laying there in the chair and just being like, oh man, look at all these good looking girls. And I definitely had this experience. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I like the very relatable. Backlit, backlit rubber glove, paper mask glove. She's my little ortho girl. Good. The one thing about that Goldfinger song that really creeps me out though is that this came on an album that they released more recently, okay? So they're either geniuses in that they're looking and they're seeing this experience and they're like, oh yeah, and I remember that and they're capturing it. Or to me, it's just it just feels a little bit creeper. And maybe that's because I've seen like some of the creepy dads creep on my staff. Um, yeah. <laughs> really creep, really creep on the staff. Um, and just like, it's, I just kind of imagine, I can't get away from it. Interesting side note about this. Um, Josh Dunn of 21 Pilots plays drums on that song, I believe. And that's, that's funny. surprising. It's unusual and surprising. Yeah. Okay, so let's go. Moving on. So this, this, this is a group of songs that are about the patient, the patient perspective. So the experience at the dental office, patient perspective. That's a cool one. That is a really positive one. That's about being turned on by the dental assistants <laughs> as a teenager. Super real. Okay, next on my list here is Dental Care by Al City. Um, this is another kind of a cool song because it's because of its positivity. Yeah. Um, Al City kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like people see Al City as like a take on the postal service, but not as serious and maybe therefore not as good. But this guy's a good songwriter. It does. It it describes the patient experience well. You know, he's just talking about. You know, he's been to the dentist a lot, so he knows the drill. And I I do think it's funny that he's talking about as the dentist comes in, he's like practically laughing at him. You know, 
open up nice and wide. He says, D don't have a fit. This will just pinch a bit. And he tries not to grin. So this kind of falls in patient experience, but it also kind of falls in the sadistic dentist theme. Yes, yes. It hints at it, doesn't it? What's interesting, yep. when I read up on this, this guy gave an interview at one point and he, about, this about this song, and he says this song was inspired by feelings he had while driving to the dentist while he was in ortho. So kind of interesting. Okay. He doesn't mention the ortho in this, but that's kind of what inspired it. Um, I think just like the frequency with which you're going to the dentist is kind of what he's talking about. But yeah, you're right. A little sure. bit of the little bit of the sadistic dentist in there it's a really um it's a really happy song yeah i love this dude though i mean the lines are so good when hygienists leave on long vacations that's when dentists scream and lose their patience i mean it's true like having worked with you know in an office where this the hygienist who kind of holds things together is gone man it's true so um i like this song i think it's i think there's a reason why it's a very popular dentist song. And if you look on like YouTube, there's a lot of like dentist parodies of it, like yeah. sing a lot, like lip syncs and stuff like that. Um, really for good reason. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a solid song. You did a good job with it. All right, let's, let's move on to, um, I want to talk about this next song. This is, I'm going to fire it right up. This is anesthesia pulling teeth by Metallica. This is a song that, even a, a lot of Metallica fans have forgotten about. I had lunch the other day with an oral surgeon who was a big Metallica fan. Big enough fan that he had flown out to San Francisco to hear them do a, a concert with the uh, Philharmonic or you know whatever orchestra they worked with. And this was, he was like, oh, I didn't even remember that this was a song. And this was from the Kill 'Em All album. It's basically just a bass solo. It is. And what's interesting about it is a couple of things. It was written by a guy named Cliff Burton. It's a bass solo that was just recorded in takes in the studio, and they kind of put it together. It's been played live. Um, another interesting thing about it is it kind of shows you, like, a lot of people don't take hard, hard rock, heavy metal as a serious musical genre. And I think here um, Cliff Burton shows, one, he's got chops, and two, he knows a few things about music. This is an, this piece starts out in three four, and it does a um, arpeggiated like a arpeggiated thing with some steps and then some chromatic pieces. And anybody who studies a lot of music knows that arpeggios are really considered a basis for improvisation. A lot of jazz guys do a lot of them. They're used a lot in classical music. And then this piece actually morphs into a four four. And what's interesting about the time switch is when it goes in the time switch, it sounds a lot like the um, first Bach cello suite. Have you ever, you guys listening, get a chance, listen to that first Bach cello suite and then listen to the 4-4 section of this piece. And you're going to be like, okay, this guy's classically trained or at least has experience. Right. Yeah, I guarantee you he's played those cello suites. You know, he probably played upright bass or cello or something when he was younger, you know, and then graduated into it. Um, I do know that um, Lars or gave a um, he gave an interview on referring back to this bassist who tragically passed and said that he was more likely to want to listen to like classical music than he was to like um, Iron Maiden. And so when they were in the, like the tour bus, he was just much more diverse than the other guys. Um, yeah. So it's this is an interesting song about dentistry because there's no words. So it's really right. trying to, I guess, capture a feeling. And I don't know, what do you think? What's what's the feeling? I don't know, maybe just like the, like, especially once it picks up and the drums come in and everything, like the, it's very frantic, right? And it kind of gives yes. off this kind of like, it feels stressful just to listen to it. I agree, I agree. It kind of starts out like with some intensity and some like interesting movement and then it really starts turning up the heat. You know, he's using like the distortion and the wah pedal right. to kind of like get a lot out of the bass. It almost, I can almost hear like some of the perceived sounds of dentistry in there, like the, the hum of the drill and stuff when he like really opens up the wah on it. Um, it's a, 
it's a cool song. Um, I think people can interpret it how they will. I definitely see it as leaning towards the sadistic side of dentistry. Like this is an uncomfortable thing that I don't want to experience, but I have to for whatever yeah. reason. And so I'm going to try to deal with it and do what I can. Um, all right. Weird Al Cavity Search. Um, Sitting in the waiting room, life. reading crappy magazines. <laughs> it's just, this one's great. It's low-hanging fruit. You know, you're going to write a song about dentistry. I mean, this is what Weird Al does. It's good. The lines are right. great. Numb me, drill me, floss me, bill me. I mean, it's it's how so... <laughs> you I validate mean, my Weird parking. So I think that I'm okay. <laughs> He really, he really captures it. I mean, like, yeah, he did that line just from the beginning. Waiting room, crappy magazines, you know, like, um, and then he just kind of dials in like everything he can think of about right. dentistry that might be negative. You know, he's pulls every he's a part. Poet. Weird Al, he's he's a poet. I mean, I think anybody who's thinking of dental songs is going to think of Cavity Search, just because it's it's such a it's a great parody. It's a great song. You know, yeah. you got to give the man credit. Like, he captured it. It's what Weird Al does. It's why he's famous. And um, it's fun to listen to. And, you know, I'm not really a U2 fan. So, or a I'm, Weird Al you know, fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't, listen to, I don't listen to either one that much. Yeah. So, moving forward, this kind of song. Um, here's a song that dentists have hijacked our next one. This is... Um, the weekends can't feel my face. Okay. Yeah. This is clearly not about dentistry. This is not about getting numb in the dental office. This is about right. getting high as a kite um, and partying. Yeah. But it exploded, especially like in like the Vine and YouTube era, with um, people doing lip syncs and other stuff. In fact, there's a a version of this where many of the sounds are recreated using dental instruments. Right. And Done in I a dental office, tapping mirrors, running right. hand pieces, all of that. Yeah, right. I remember that one. So. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, gotta, so not so think really a song dental playlist. No. But Probably a good but one to throw up these... on the speaker, though, in, the, in your office. Like the I think so. I think so. It, I think... Know? Dude, I mean... I think this could be appreciated. And you know, it's fun, like, if you want to, like, interpret it in a more, like, innocent way, you know, hey, that's it, true. You get a big nerve block, you're not going to feel your face at the dental office. So yeah. it's pretty good. And I, um, and I remember a dentist, um, like, singing this to himself while numbing patients <laughs> that you may have overheard. But he, yeah, you know, I definitely know that dentist. He's like, he's like inject. He's like, I can't feel my face anymore. You. So, yeah, it has a place for sure. Yeah, and it's and it's, it's an it, it deserves song, to so. be on the list for it. Okay, so moving into the genre of true, like straight up sadistic dental songs, you can't possibly have this list without including the dentist song from the Little Shop of Horrors. Sure. This um, recording, the one with Steve Martin in it, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it, this again, you know, this is kind of like class, classic Hollywood take on, um, on dentistry, right? But it's funny, you know? He was a bad kid, shooting puppies, you know, poisoning guppies. Bash the head of a cat, and mom says, "You'd be a dentist. You'd be a. Yeah. Let's take You'd this. Great let's this. take your natural tendencies, make them pay. You should be a dentist." And he becomes a sadistic dentist. Um, it's great. People, people will. We're gonna dive to into this inhuman. one later. Yes, <laughs> I mean lyrically, this is great. This is great lyric writing. It's funny. Um, I was reading up on this one. Steve Martin really wanted to play it. Um, Elvis style so he was trying to avoid um, Happy Days the Happy Days vibe what's the name of the like 
the cool guy in Happy Days. The Fonz? His name all of a sudden. The, the Fonz, yes. yes. He didn't want to be too much the Fonz. That was kind of the character. He didn't want to be too much the Fonz. Uh, but he wanted to do like an Elvis thing. And so if you watch his character, you know, he rolls in, motorcycle, leather jacket. That's kind of like his sadistic life. That's like his aesthetic. You know, like cool, tough, mean guy. Um, maybe the Fonz was... I don't know. I didn't watch enough Happy Days to really know. But I think Steve Martin nailed it with this. He's obviously an amazing comedian. We'll dive into this one yeah. a little bit later. But it's a great song, and it definitely yeah, and the best there. of the best from in these another episode with songs. the video. Oh yeah, we'll go. We're gonna dive into this video later. Um, yeah. Let's go into something a little bit crazier, and this is the um, Necromantics. Driller Killer. This Driller is a killer. song that's probably much less well known. Um, this, I mean, the genre here is a genre that I think most people are totally unfamiliar with. Psychobilly. What is Psychobilly? Yeah. It's the marriage of punk rock and rockabilly. You know, <laughs> put them, smash them together, and you've got, you've got Psychobilly. And honestly, the it's... more I listen to this song, I dig it. Like, I really like it. You know, like, it's the same thing. It kind of starts out like he's nervous to come. Then he finds out the dentist is a killer. And in this case, he's maybe, like, full-on a killer, and he might die. Um, right. It's got some dental drills at the end of it, playing loud, like some pretty rowdy recordings. This band was from um, Denmark, I believe. Is it Denmark? They were Scandinavian for sure. And um, a notable thing about this, we'll try to get a picture of it up there. This guy, the front man's bass was called the, his name is Kim Necroman, he called himself. His bass was made of a coffin. So if you look at images of it, it's like a, yeah, it's like a smallish coffin with a cross. So the headstock is a cross. Um, so he plays upright bass. Um, the band's had a lot of different incantations. Um, they've had a lot of albums. They've kind of bounced around since like the early 90s. Um, and they've continued recording through into the early 2000s. Um, I, I love the tempo of this thing. I mean, just listen to how fast yes, this song is. It's crazy. I mean, I mean you, can, you can count it in two and slow it down, but if you count this bad boy in four, you know, he's got a snare kick on the end of every beat, probably at a tempo of like 250. Yes, I mean, this thing's smoking blazing. fast. Oh, and it's fun. You know, it's got some great guitar. It's got the bass is just like that really fat, slappy sound that you get from an upright. Even apparently, even the coffin bass can produce that sound. <laughs> um, these guys, these guys are great. This is a great song, the Driller Killer. Um, I like it. As far as sadistic dental songs go, I think it's it's right up there. It's a good one. Best. Good one. There's another fairly similar song called Mental Dentist by Richard Orange. Mm. It's kind of a weird one because yeah. it's so unknown that if you try and like search for lyrics, you can't find any lyrics for this song. Yeah. You'd have to like listen to it and write it out. You know, Apple doesn't have music, lyrics mm. for it. None of the lyric sites yeah. have any lyrics for it. But, um, you know, it's like in the morning I got to go to the mental dentist. You know, he's going to get in there and, and pull it all out or something. It's, it's similar, but it's got a bit of like a almost like a ska beat to it, but a little heavier than that. Okay, it's interesting. Hmm. I have to give it a, give it a good listen. I approve. I know it's one that wasn't yeah, on our list earlier. I kind of found it later. It wasn't on our original list, but I like I like the. Um, it's not as psycho as the um, necromantics. So as as the necromantics. I mean, but with the name necromantics, yeah. you kind of have to yeah. live up to it. Like, yeah, you, and you got a coffin base. I mean, you better bring the heat. And if that's tempos at 200, that's tempos at 200. Just, um, you just do what you have to. Okay. I believe this next this one now. here is your favorite. Oh, you know, it's it's growing on me. Here's the deal. This is I'm, We're going to go through a couple songs here, a few that are just kind of fit like a generalized um, theme of dentistry and teeth. And this first one. Right. Or, or just make even is, the smallest reference. Yes. It, that we could tie him in. This is Toothbrush by Brad Paisley. Love starts with a toothbrush, a big razor and a Dixie cup. 
little splash of aftershave before you leave for that first date. I see stars in both your eyes after that long kiss goodnight. Forever starts with a suitcase. I'm going to go ahead and say I, I really don't like this song. <laughs> I have a really hard time listening to it. It starts with, life starts with a toothbrush. Oh, and, I know, and right? from there, that, I mean, that's the only dentist line in it. Um, you know, it's just it talking about, around, like, though. you build your life. I, see, I never made it to the okay. end to hear the, the rap. Okay, around. I'm going to, all right, I'm going to. I'm gonna talk to you about why this is an important song. Okay. Of First okay. Of laid all, out. This is classic. This is a classic country honky tonk. Okay. It, it's definitely a honky tonk. Light snare, night light snare hit on two. Slide guitar in there, right? Um, finger pick guitar lick to guide it in, then brings everyone. This is like textbook, old school honky tonk. Little slow. I like them a little faster, but not bad. Okay. In terms of dentistry, here's the deal. <laughs> he brushes his teeth before he goes on a date. Check. That's a plus. Yep. Then he falls in love. It takes two toothbrushes now. They're both brushing their teeth. Okay. Then they have a kid. All right. And what do they do with the kid? They put the kid up on the sink and they brush the kid's teeth. <laughs> okay. So it comes full circle. Scrub him down and then you dry him off. You pick him up and put his little feet on the stool by the bathroom sink. You grab a crest and a Dixie cup. It all hits you as he opens up. Love starts with a toothbrush. But this is the way to do it. You brush your teeth before you go out on a date. That's how you right. fall in love, right? Hygiene. Then you get yourself married. And your little kid, you brush your little kid's teeth. Thank goodness, right? Yeah. Thank goodness. Brush your kid's teeth. Hey, I agree. Yeah, At least they're brushing the saying. kid's teeth. You know, they're bathing him. They're all of that stuff. It's I, I, I appreciate the the discussion of forming the brushing habits and making that part of right. your routine with your family. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. That's the point. They nail it with that. Okay. He gets it absolutely. And bedtime routine, which is another one of my soapboxes for kids and cavities. Bedtime routine and brushing. I mean, come on. So I got to respect it. All right. Even yeah. though it's not right. my genre, I don't right. love it. Okay. Now, so let's get into one that's a little more fun. Yeah. And, and I would argue. The best songs ever. I would argue it's certainly the most culturally relevant song that has to do with teeth. Is, yes. is this next you know song what? that absolutely this is it this is through the wire by kanye west I drink a boost for breakfast, an insure for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That right there could drive a same man bizzer. Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Eagles back to wizard. This launched Kanye's career, first sure. of all. Absolutely. This was this was from that uh, from that album, the college dropout album. This was the lead single. Yeah, and this was even a um it, it started before that as like a single on a mixtape and then it was on to that yes. that main album yeah you know what there's so many reasons to love this song one he does the whole thing with his jaw wired shut after a car accident so the story goes right he's in the studio in LA he leaves the studio he's involved in a car wreck gets his face smashed breaks his jaw is you know nearly dies anyway gets saved and gets his job plated up and while he's in the hospital bed he starts writing this song um goes into the studio records it um just for like musical reference this background this is shaka khan's through the fire which is pitch raised and sped um which is what you're hearing there apparently shaka khan had a lot had several requirements before she allowed it to be used which included her um, son had to hear it and approve of it and then later she came her son liked it and she came out later saying she hated it but i like it i feel like when i hear this song 
from a practitioner standpoint, I want a poster from one of the screenshots of this video up on my wall in my ortho room. So when a kid cries that he can't talk or go to school with his lingual holding arch, I can say, look, if Kanye could launch his career with his jaw wired shut, you can eat your school lunch with a rapid palatal expander. It's kind of, it's kind of like a Iron Man throwback, you know. It's like Tony Stark built this yeah, in man. a cave with a box of scraps. Okay, if he yes. can do that. So I agree, though. It's you know, and then the the not only the fact that he did it wired shut but the song references the the accent it references being wired shut it talks about his diet while he's wired shut and yeah. it's basically like a, I mean, you know this this sucks but you can't keep me down you know i'm gonna drink my boost for breakfast and my insure for dessert somebody ordered pancakes i just sipped a scissor totally. i mean it just it's it's spot on yeah. all the way through it's great Totally. And you can tell this is early Kanye because it's got really, like a really heavy, like Snoop influence in it. Right? Yeah, I little, mean, this is like slower. that whole first verse is a little slower. He's a little behind the beat and he's got like all the um, shizzle, zizzle, zizzer, yeah. you know, so that part, kind of vibe. It's got a really strong Snoop influence. Yeah. And part of that as well is he says, not to worry, Mr. H to the Izzo, back to Wizard. The Jay-Z song, H to the Izzo, was a song that Kanye had been a producer on, even though he wasn't a solo yeah. artist. And basically everyone was like, no, man, you're no good. You're never going to make it as a solo artist. Just keep doing your own thing. But he, he really wanted to to move into that that line. So. But yeah, so that's like a reference to him as yeah, producing cool. for, for Jay-Z. Yeah, and really cool too, like this is a song about like redemption and adversity and you know, you get smashed up, you think your career's gonna launch, you're in there really trying to start your own thing and then you almost die. But then out of that, you put together something. And that honestly, that College Dropout album, it's so good. Yeah. Like I, at the time when it launched, I was too counterculture to get in and listen to Kanye West, right? Like I was not gonna listen to that. I was listening to other stuff that was way too mainstream. But now with some age and the ability to go back and like listen to stuff without prejudice, like it's it's so good. Um, it's a great song. It's definitely one of the best songs about that references, you know, dentistry and you know, in this case oral surgery. And um, yeah, and then you know, the music funny, video. I've used it in practice, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, the video is great because it's got like his pano and it's got imaging. But I've had patients who get orthognathic surgery on our ortho side and they're like, oh, I can't have my jaw wired shut. Oh my gosh, I've heard this is so terrible. And I'm like, I'm like, um, you know, Kanye West, you know, he recorded <laughs> one of his first singles with his jaw wired shut after oral surgery for, you know, having your jaw wired. And they're kind of like, really? I'm like, yeah, you should go listen to that. Like it. It work. It speaks to the kids. It's culturally relevant. So, yeah. speaking of culturally relevant, you know, from one of the biggest artists currently to one of the biggest ever, this next track, the Savoy Shuff Truffle, um, by the Beatles, written by George yeah. Harrison, for Eric a weird one. So, it's super weird, and it's it's off the White Album. What's weird about it is. I don't know. It, like, John Lennon didn't even play on it, which is kind of interesting. Um, but he, um, they, they really crush it, you know, to be honest. Like, they dial it in. It's all about sweets. And what I like about it is how many people do you know who need to not eat junk food for teeth or whatever reasons and just can't stop? <laughs> Everyone knows that guy. Yeah. You know? Kid comes in with like rotten teeth or adult, but they've been eating crap the whole time. Yeah. Like, of course you have been. Yeah, exactly. Of course you have or, been. Or um, in our line, it's the child who has, you know, early childhood carries and you're just trying to buy some time till this kid gets a little older and you can do a bit more about it in a regular office but treatment setting. 
But every time the yeah. kid comes in, there's a bottle of apple juice in their hand, and they're just totally. sucking it down. You know? Yeah. It's just exactly. They can't stop it. Yeah. Totally. So another song, a little more modern, that's almost that's very similar is "Candy" by the Presidents of the United States. Yeah. Um, a um, this is a band that I didn't listen. I didn't listen to this band that much um, when I was younger, when they were probably popular. Sure. Um, but they were, they're not bad. What I, and what's interesting about this is that these guys, this song is probably about drugs. Yeah. Could be about a woman. Could be about candy. <laughs> you know, you can't completely rule that out. Um yeah, it's it's probably just bad folks. And what's interesting too, when I saw when they do live shows of this during the um, bridge, they shut down all the lights, and this has been their normal practice. All the lights go down, and then when they come back to the chorus, they flash on all the lights at once, which is certainly symbolic of being dark and then taking your hit and getting real high. Um, an interesting note about these guys though is that they play kind of unusual instruments. Um, they play the bass is a guitar with bass strings on it, two bass strings. So this whole bass line is played off two bass strings on a guitar, which is pretty weird. And then the other guitarist, um, if I read that correctly, plays a similar strange stringed instrument and has a couple bass strings in addition to his guitar strings. So two guys. Um, this, is a, this is a trio, and they get a pretty fat sound out of really unusual instruments. And what's also interesting is that um, normally, in a, apparently, when you're playing like a guitar bass, something like that, um, the way to make it work harmonically is to run it in drop D. And these guys actually go drop D, and then they tune down half a step, and they run all their stuff in C sharp. So just for the music geeks out there, kind of interesting. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah, so, the line there is taking it a little. Um, the woke up early and made out. Now the devil, she must be a dentist, with deep yes. jawbreaker eyes, red rope hair, gumdrop lips, candy ca- cotton candy thighs. Yes. Left me dangling down, defenseless. Um, then sweet candy, she said goodbye. Now my teeth are worn and useless. My eyes too sunk to see. My tongue swelled up to twice his size, and all I want to do is eat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it kind of brings it back where you're kind of like, man, those words don't really sound like drugs. It just sounds like a song about candy. And that's that's okay. Um, so if we dive into this next song, um, we're going to go to The Antlers, Every Night My Teeth Are Falling Out. This is another interesting one. This is an indie band, The Antlers, from Brooklyn, New York. This song... You know, it kind of references the idea of having a dream that your teeth are falling out. And it's maybe brought on by like a bad relationship. Um, I could just say, dude, I've had this dream. My teeth falling out. Dental school gave me this dream. And during residency, during my early time in residency when I was doing a lot of trauma call, I definitely had dreams where I was having accidents and losing teeth and... It's very real to me. Like, that's a frightening dream, man. I'd rather sh- go, go to school naked than have another <laughs> dream my teeth are falling out. Yeah, I don't remember having teeth dreams about teeth falling out. I do remember a lot of heavy um, clenching and bruxism during morphology yeah. classes. And, you know, that semester, just like, kind of like grinding your teeth around, being like, oh, where are my excursive movements? And, oh, oh. And just like the constant <laughs> rubbing your teeth around, and I, I really right, like overanalyzing yourself while that. you're suffering. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, okay. That said, We're the song keep doesn't cru- cru- cruise in here. This the song doesn't okay. talk. A There's ton not that about much lyrically dentistry. to it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. It doesn't talk a lot about anything. Right. This is like try, 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 try. It's an okay song. Like I don't love it melodically. It doesn't do a ton for me. It's got a, it, it's got that indie sound. I don't know. I, I'm okay with it. Doesn't do a lot for me. So, yeah. we're gonna push forward. This next song is "Crooked Teeth" by Papa Roach. 
Again, this is interesting. This go. is the second song on our list that came from a newer album from a band that's kind of past its heyday. Like, you know, Papa yeah. Roach was slaying it when we were younger, and they kind of disappeared yeah, for a while. Yeah, they were... And now they're kind of They back. were big in my angsty um, high school days. You know, they were right, kind of right. like the heavier version of the emo band. Yeah, totally. You know, he's got a little bit of so, that, like, rap, you know, that, like, rap rock sound going. Um, this one's an interesting song. This is a song about um, kind of feeling separated, and, you know, from society people, which is a pretty common like emo angst theme um and sure. kind of being like almost feeling like internally possessed by a devil but then um makes a point to bring up the crooked teeth you know you're haunted by your crooked teeth your crooked teeth are you know affecting you um you know here's the thing here's my theory these are old guys okay these are not this is not young Crooked Teeth, Papa Roach. This is old. This is due to probably like 40 something, right? Okay. I think this is the first song about airway dentistry. <laughs> this is the world's first airway dentistry song. This guy is choking on his crooked teeth. He got a narrow arch. He's hyperventilating at one point. Terrified. Paralyzed. Hyperventilating. Choking on my crooked teeth. Wake me up if I sleep. Why? Because you've got sleep apnea. Because you got sleep apnea. Sleep yeah. apnea. Yeah. Secondary to deficient arch size, poor tongue position. I'm telling you, this song is straight up the anthem for airway dentistry. <laughs> People may not realize it yet, but we're on the vanguard with this. And I said it first. Okay? Comes up. There you go. Top nine, man. Papa Rose, crooked <laughs> teeth. When they you give him might... an interview and he's like, oh, man, I had sleep apnea and I realized it was my teeth. Booyah. You, you might want to contact the AAGL and make sure they're, they're aware of this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely they, some organizations that are going to want to piece of that. that. On, the, on the epigenetics of the... Uh, <laughs> on the epigenetics of Papa Roach's crooked teeth, dude. Dev, you know, is that the early the rock and roll lifestyle, man. If only he had an elf, everything would be all better. He'd be fixed oh, by dude, now. This guy, absolutely. This kid, this guy could be rescued with an therapy, alpha appliance. <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know Alf, you look it up, okay? It's going to save Papa Roach. This guy's going to be sleeping great. He'll be performing longer. Um, and this song, he's going to be like, oh, this is a song I wrote back when I was really suffering. But ever since I <laughs> found the Alf appliance, 10 years later, I feel great. I'm, I'm all better. <laughs> So that kind of moves us, uh, it moves us into the types of songs that are referencing like crooked teeth, um, like the yes. the appearance of dentistry, because um, there's there's right. at least and a handful of those. Totally, and there's a few more that come up. the The biggest one, I think, also culturally relevant, really here is Lords White Teeth Teens. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a this is an interesting song because Lord is young and she's basically using white teeth to kind of show the divisions between like, um, you know, social, financial, like echelons in society, you know, and white teeth, you know, being higher, you know, putting you in a higher place than, you know, non-white teeth. And also, you know, ties that in with like a certain degree of superficiality that yeah. comes along with that. Um, you know, this is song's interesting because she talks about it, how she's like kind of is and isn't a part of it. And that's kind of been the whole theme of her kind of debut album was um, how much, how much was she a part of it? You know, um, the Pop Matters website had ran a really cool interview on this album pure heroin because she references teeth several times even in um, royals there's a reference of gold teeth um, and it you know it just talks about lord uses teeth to signify social differences in class and societal circles as well as a demarcation of authenticity you know and i think that the white teeth would maybe be considered unauthentic in this viewpoint which is interesting right because it's something that we in america <laughs> that's a foreshadow for one of our other songs have kind of grown up with this Hollywood idea of like white teeth were important, you know, and sure. I think Lord is trying to like differentiate against that, like look of like 
um, Taylor Swift or like some of the I should say maybe like some of the Disney produced like female like musicians right they've got like an image that they've yeah that they've created and it includes like you know the white teeth and that kind of thing so I think in this case it's seen as a negative which we as dentists see white teeth as a positive yeah um, there's a review you know, as a sign of health where it talks about you know white teeth teens have no imperfections in the way they present themselves and then lord argues that you know the way that they present themselves and the way that they really are are different and so that's her like take right. on it it was as far as this song right is so it's concerned. not it's not authentic so right. let's move to the next one then which is a song i totally dig this is she's american by the 1975 Yeah, um, and this kind of plays on that exact same theme of this idea of like um, what's real, what's authentic. And, you know, this American girl kind of turned on by the British guy, who um, you know she thinks he's intelligent, she thinks he's like special, he's culturally relevant. She says, um, but she thinks because he needs to get British. his teeth fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's British, right? It's the accent makes it special. Oh, he's British. He's he's all these things, but hey. The teeth, which I think, which I think is interesting, right? You go to Europe and you see a lot of gnarly teeth that you wouldn't see here. You know, people in the U.S. are pretty willing to, very interested in getting their teeth corrected and creating that look. And that Lord is kind of calling out. So this kind of brings up this idea of, um, you know, white teeth bleaching. You know, how important is it? And straightening is it, and all. Is that. it okay? Right straightening and you know is it okay is it not okay is it authentic is it non-authentic you know um in america we've obviously decided that it is important um but let's just give a shout out to the 1975 for really recreating the 80s sound and improving it that's right right right. this band is they're so good they've got some great stuff they've got some other stuff that's like meh they've got some garbage they've got some crap lands and it's good yeah, just this but, groove is fantastic. Um, some I of love the lines, the, like synth, the synth movement. Sure. Yeah, some of the lines, like you were saying, it's um, the difference is it's contrasting the, you know, the UK versus the US, and you know, if she likes it because right. we just don't eat, is a reference to the Americans yeah. eating so much and the British not eating that much. You know, we're so right. intelligent, and then. If she says I gotta fix my teeth, then she's so American. So, right, yeah, she's, good. Yeah, that's where she really shows it. it yeah. It's great. And, and you know what? I like they throw in the saxophone at the end. I can picture the sexy sax man doing it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Another song, same exact same vein. This is such a popular theme. Is White Toothed Man from Iron and Wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is just basically. This is a little bit deeper. I mean, this is classic Iron and Wine, right? It's poetry. It's vague. It's doesn't yeah. just tell you what it means. You gotta, yeah, you gotta really, really spend some time thinking about it. Be like, okay, what is what is he really saying here? And what's this about? You know, this idea of this like plain tooth cop and a beauty queen and um, the white tooth man again being like a superficial non-authentic like representation of people yeah you know so this is another one this is an american band but this is taking it as a you know as a negative yeah Um, well and he's kind of like escorting him on this journey it's i don't know it's a very interesting song from the superficial again plays on it yeah from the superficial standpoint um i remember having an online discussion on a forum about you know pediatric dentistry and about zirconia crowns doing nice okay. white aesthetic crowns on baby teeth right, right this is a forum of just dentists but they're dentists you know internationally and i remember the uk dentist just being like why would you ever who cares why would you ever put something that looks nice on a baby tooth 
that's going to fall out in four years, five years, whatever. Like, there was just absolutely no, um, for them, there was no importance in the, the aesthetic, especially with a baby yeah. too. Yeah. So now they Which understood is so funny because from a restorative standpoint, well, let's restore this because it's carious and it could be an infection risk, whatever right, else. Right. But the aesthetic of the final restoration did not matter at all in their eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting here, like, um, even like even for our kids, like we care about that appearance. You know, and this is just another like a great example of how we care about the appearance of teeth. We value it as a society. Um, so there's another song that falls in this genre, which is "Toothless People" by Weird Al. Um, <laughs> this is one I'm much less familiar with. It's a, it was a theme song from a movie, "Ruthless People," which is a movie I'm not familiar with. Um, it's classic Weird Al. This is know, an early really, one. This was from yeah, the yeah, Polka this Party 80s. album. This is 80s Weird Al. Which was like very yeah. early, early, maybe his first full-length full album. I don't I don't follow Weird, Weird Al enough to know. But I was very yeah, surprised right. that Dr. Jason didn't immediately turn to this song, being yeah, that it's right, all he's about a big Weird Al fan. And I thought this would have been the first one that would have jumped out at him. No, it really didn't, though, which is interesting. I mean, if you go through and you ever, like, read up these, like, lyrics, they're great. I mean, this is an awesome song about not having teeth, the way, like, people might perceive you. and But also some of the, um, you know, you're old, you're unhealthy, you're missing your teeth. But also some of the funny things about it. Like, hey, you don't have to buy toothpicks or floss. There you, you know, go. Like, There's some benefits. Um, yeah, take some, take some pride in it. Um, funny song. So let's kind of close out with two songs. It feels weird closing on these after everything we've gone through. But... <laughs> you know, no discussion of dentistry would be complete without getting into the a couple some filthy, filthy innuendo songs. I don't even you can't even call these innuendos. This is no, Long John just, Blues as recorded up. as recorded by Dinah Washington. First of all, the biggest thing I have, the problem I have with this, this is, you know, this is a classic old school 12 bar blues it's great um Dana washington is so good stylistically right on the money she was so versatile um she sounds great but why when she was one of like during the 50s she's one of the most popular singers period why does she record this song like, why yeah it's an interesting this choice is a dirty filthy song yeah this is like this is the song that like some like out of tune tramp sings at like the burlesque show, right? She's singing that a bunch of filthy dudes are like, oh, whoa, yeah, you know? This is so racy, this is great. This is Dinah Washington, like she's the real deal. Why yeah. on earth does she record this song? And I, I don't have an answer to that. All I know is I don't understand it. And I really like her and I'm bothered by it. <laughs> There are a number of I mean, recordings song's... of the song, though. I mean, there's a Bette Midler yes. recording. There's, of course, Bette Midler. Know, multiple versions of the Dinah Washington, different singles and stuff. So, I mean, she she didn't just sing it once and happen to get recorded. It was... Right. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe it was label pressure. Maybe it was... Maybe she was a filthy lady. And she and she dug it, you know. Yeah. Like Bette Midler's kind of got a nasty, you know, kind of like a dirty sense of humor, and she's she's very willing sure. to record different stuff. I, of course, Bette Midler's like sung this recorded it a few times. Like to me, Dinah Washington in, in that era. I mean, man, these lines, man. You fill me when you drill me. I mean, just whew. like at in the time, this is this is strong stuff. So. I, I really Man, like I the lines at the end, though. Um, you know, he says, okay, you know, six months from now, come back and see me again. She says, you're supposed to see your dentist about twice a year, but I think I feel it throbbing. I better go back tonight. <laughs> She's going to get right exactly. back. Hit it up a second Yeah, right at it. Yeah. And, this, and it's also this weird, like, this song is so dated too, right? This is like an idea of like, 
it's painful. The experience is like painful and uncomfortable and that like the man's gonna inflict pain you know on the woman but you know and it's awful but she actually in the end she comes back for more because she secretly likes it so this definitely definitely plays into um and the some old-fashioned ideas and things that certainly aren't um relevant today or so things that we recognize now for what they are which is you know abusive and wrong so we're going to close out with I can't believe we're closing out with this song. This has to be the worst <laughs> song about Dennis. The worst possible song. In terms of, dude, <laughs> dude, in terms of how it sounds, what it's about, Frank Zappa's yeah. Baby Take Your Teeth Out. This song, <laughs> there is... There's really no, something If you read else. it, there's nothing like that explicit about it. But there's no way this song is not about... Um, Oral sex with your dentures out. <laughs> I mean, how else do you say it? There's, there is yeah, nothing the else that this song just, could possibly be about. The whole time he's like, oh yeah, uh, uh. yeah, dude. Like they go into this whole like, there's this whole middle section, this like weird like filthy like moany like orgasmic mid- middle section, um, and then it comes right back into this like happy like. Like I don't know, multiple people singing, you know, this like, baby, take your teeth out. It's just so bad. Yeah, and I was Um, thinking, where do they get these background singers to sing this part? You know, who signs on for that job? Baby, take your teeth out. I will recline. Yes, you look divine. Like, I don't. You know what? There's. Yeah, just like a minute into the song, it's just a lot of like. Oh, and the terrible harmon, the terrible like ultra low harmony, you know, when it comes in so low and like in contrast, you know, you've got the women singing high, you got this guy singing low and moany. It's just, it's horrid. He's like the weird like xylophones in the background, like yeah, it's just. It's, it's a strange song, that's for sure. It's so bad, dude. It's so, so bad. But so anyway, I think we kind of... This one came up because it was an older dentist in an office who was like, oh yeah, like that like that Frank Zappa song. When you were talking about dentist songs, like, it wasn't even that yes. you stumbled across it. It was, this one was... was that's I true. Would say referred it was to recommended you. to me. Yeah, exactly. It, it was referred... <laughs> so people know about it. So I'd say we kind of killed it with the... Um, breakdown of songs about dentistry tonight um you know i think i don't know that we learned anything new i don't know that we discovered anything maybe hopefully those of you listening heard some songs you've never heard before thought about them um this is kind of like the first step into uh, several episodes from operatory nine where we're gonna you know we're gonna look at some of the classic dentist tropes and look and kind of explore um, you know, dentists in the media and the way we've been interpreted, the way we're treated as a profession, um, and maybe how that affects, you know, patients, how that affects doctors, does it? I don't know. We're, and we're going to look at some great videos and some different things to kind of piece it all together. But I um, hope you guys enjoyed your time with us. I hope. Um, I, I know I did. I, I definitely did. I'm going to. You know, it's getting late for us here. I'm gonna be going to bed with that Zappa stuck in my head. I mean you can't you can't beat that. I'm gonna play it all day. So until next time tomorrow. I'm just gonna put it on repeat. Thanks for tuning in. Oh my gosh. Thanks for tuning in to Operatory Night. Be practicing rich play.